Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarlane, or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Footballist Family podcast. And as I'm talking here, I'm looking out at the uh, Wildwood Church of Christ parking lot, and it is... I see it is snowed over. We're stuck here in in Hurricane Mills because we can't drive in the snow. It's just awful. It's just awful. But things are looking a little bit better. My kids are excited. They went back to school Thursday or excuse me. They went back to school Wednesday. And then they were off Thursday and Friday and they'd probably be off again on Monday because of the weather. You know, it's just one of them things. When I was growing up, I loved looking uh, for those for those blips at the bottom of the screen that tells me I'm not going to school. Now, as a parent of three, I'm ready for them to go back to school. It's just like, let me go and clear the road for them myself. I will do that. But that's neither here nor there. But I'm also sitting here right now uh, enjoying what I'm hearing. There's no, no secret I'm a Titans fan. No secret that I got two-tone blue running through my veins. Derrick Henry's coming back. When he got hurt, and I remember the game he got hurt, I thought, oh, he'd be all right. He's Derrick Henry. I found out he broke a bone in his foot, and I said, that's just not good. We didn't know what was going to happen to our season. Derrick Henry was on the pace to break so many records this year. And, you know, people say, well, 17 games. Doesn't matter. Records are record. You know, put an asterisk on there if you want to. Derrick Henry was going to break all sorts of records. He was going to break Eric Dickerson's record. He could have break, uh, broken LT's record for most touchdowns in a, sing, a single season. This this guy right here, Derek Henry, when he was drafted, people said, why did you draft a running back? We already had DeMarco Murray. I said, just give him time. I watched him play for the University of Alabama. He is a man among boys. He is incredible. He's a good guy, great runner. He has good vision. He has good uh, good feet. He can do these things. First year, he didn't do so hot. Eddie George came in there and said, you know what? You are better than this. You are better than this. And look what happened. Look what happened. And if it wasn't for his injury, he would have made, uh, he would have broken these records. In fact, I'm looking at a tweet right now that, uh, that said that Derrick Henry not playing, let's see, by Phil Yates, it says, with one week left in the regular season, Derrick Henry, who has been out since Halloween, 
is still sixth in the NFL in rushing yards. That's incredible. That's incredible. So when he went down, uh, I can't tell you how many people I heard and, and talked to felt like our season was over. And then we lost A.J. Brown. We lost Julio Jones. We lost several people. Uh, and you think, well, our season's over. And there was that, that, that part in the back of my head that said, there may be something to this. There may be something to this. But then we realized this. NFL, professional football or college football, whatever, is a team sport. I think that makes sense. There's 11 players on the field at one time. But it's a team sport. In fact, Joe Namath said that it was the NFL or it was football that taught him that life was a team sport. That without your 10 teammates and then the 11 on defense or offense, whatever you're playing, you're not going to win a game. You know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they can win the games by themselves. LeBron James, they were that good or that or they are that good. They could do that. NFL's a little different. If you're not running the same route that you're supposed to, if you're not blocking the way you're supposed to, if you're not hitting the holes or seeing the open receivers, uh, it doesn't matter how good the receiver is. If Joe Namath, or excuse me, Joe Montana wasn't hitting Jerry Rice because Joe Namath, let me try it again, Joe Montana wasn't seeing an open Jerry Rice, uh, the 49ers wouldn't have dominated like they did in the 80s. If you look at how Terry Bradshaw played, he wasn't all that dominant of a quarterback, but he knew where his receivers would be. He knew where Franco Harris would be. He knew that their defense would pick them up when they fell. And you see what happens when all these things come together. And these guys come up and say that we are going to play as a team. The 70s Steelers, the 80s uh, 49ers, the 90s. Uh, Green Bay Packers and, and Denver Broncos, the 2000s New England Patriots, the 2010 New England Patriots, and hopefully the 2021-22 Tennessee Titans. I'm just, just giving my opinion right now. So I was wondering, in the NFL, in the Super Bowl era, I, I looked up some of the, the top single-season statistical players, you know, for, for each one of their levels, passing, receiving, rushing, uh, defense, did a single season record for an individual help propel that team that he played for to the Super Bowl? And the answer surprised me. 2013, Peyton Manning broke the record for most touchdowns and passing yards in a season. 5,477 and 55. He didn't win a Super Bowl that year. He went off and they didn't win a Super Bowl that year. In 2000, or excuse me, in 1984, Eric Dickerson had probably the greatest running rushing season of all time with 2,105 yards rushing. Still the benchmark after all these years. He didn't win a Super Bowl that year. LT, LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006 had 28 rushing touchdowns. That's incredible. Broke Priest Holmes' record, which was set just a little bit before that. Didn't win a Super Bowl that year. Michael Thomas in 2019 broke Marvin Harrison's record for most receptions in a year with 149. 
didn't win a Super Bowl that year. Probably should have, but didn't do it. In 2012, Calvin Johnson had 1,964 receiving yards. And again, again, this is incredible. This is one man trying to carry his team. But they didn't win a Super Bowl that year. In 2007, the, the person that got the closest probably should have won the Super Bowl that year, Randy Moss. And I remember watching this game where Tom Brady broke the single-season passing record for touchdowns. The same pass to Randy Moss, who broke the single-season receiving record with 23. But they came up against a very, very good New York Giants team that didn't have a lot of stars, but had enough players to raise everybody up. In, two th in 1980, Lester Hayes had 13 interceptions in a single season. Didn't win a Super Bowl. And in 2001, Michael Strahan had, had 22.5 sacks in a single season and didn't win a Super Bowl that year. I guess the point I'm trying to make is I'm looking forward to seeing Derrick Henry come back. Many people are. You know, you think if my if my star player is back, our team will be better. And yes, that's true. But one player does not make that big, big of a difference in if you cannot put it all together with the rest of them. If Derrick Henry comes back, carries the ball 30 times for 140 yards, but Ryan Tannehill does not find A.J. Brown or Anthony Ferkster or Julio Jones open and gets sacked five times, if Jeffrey Simmons doesn't hit the quarterback. If if you find anybody else, if Kevin Byer doesn't intercept the pass or knock down two or three balls in the game, the Titans won't win. One player can make a difference, but it's a whole team game. And that's the whole thing behind football's family. I want to know what brings teammates together, what brings teams together. And what allows a team to be elevated? The 80s 49ers had a great team. Great players. Tom Rathman and Roger Craig and John Taylor, Ronnie Lott, Joe, Monta Joe Montana, uh, Jerry Rice. All these guys came together and made a team that was just about unstoppable. Now, if you look at the 80s and you see my man John Elway, people say, well, is he going to win the Super Bowl? John Elway could not win the Super Bowl against the Giants, against the 49ers, against the Redskins. He couldn't do it by himself because his defense failed him. He couldn't carry the whole team together. It took, in the 90s, it took Terrell Davis and Rod Smith and Shannon Sharp and, and Bill Romanowski, Steve Atwater, Ray Crockett, Neil Smith, Mike Shanahan, it took all these guys coming together for him to win those two Super Bowls. Without that group together, to me, John Elway would still be in the Hall of Fame, but he wouldn't have his Super Bowls. Think about in the 80s where people were saying, well, how many Super Bowls would Dan Marino win? Dan Marino was left by himself in so many Super Bowls, by himself at home. And the one Super Bowl that he was that he played in, his team failed him. Of course, he didn't have his greatest game. But the fact is, 
when the team comes together and elevates everybody else, you see victory more times than you don't. Super Bowl three, Joe Namath won the MVP. Yet his defense and his running game won the game for him. Joe Namath was the star of the game. But without his defense stopping one of the greatest teams of all time, Baltimore Colts, and the offense running the ball against one of the nastiest defenses you'll ever find, they wouldn't have won the game. Life is a team sport. Life is a team sport, just like football. You may have your stars, but without your role players playing the roles that they're supposed to play, without those stars that don't get all the attention, playing the roles that they're playing, your team won't win. Your team won't win. I'm glad to see Derrick Henry back. But I'm also ready to see A.J. Brown continue doing what he's doing. Julio Jones stepping up and doing what he can do. Ryan Tannehill doing what he can do. Kevin Byard being the man that he is. And when you look at your team, do you see that same thing? You might have two or three stars, but the rest of the other 50 players have to play their part. Otherwise, your team doesn't become a Super Bowl contender. Life's a team sport. Thank you for listening to this week's Football's Family. This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games. Spelled with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y. Realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. They cover nine sports in all, with a tenth, basketball, coming in 2022. You can relive great sessions of the past, create what-if matchups from different eras, and much more. It's fun. So if you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L. A-A-Y classic.com and don't forget to use the code SHN at checkout and get 10% off your first order hey are you ready for some football some fantasy football how about some daily fantasy football silly questions right of course you are you're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday and Thursday and Monday and Whenever there's football games, the Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at ThriveFantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA, golf, cricket, esports, and of course, NFL football. And just to get the 2021 NFL season started right, Thrive Fantasy is holding its $100,000 guaranteed contest with a $20,000 first prize. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit sportshistorynetwork.com slash thrive. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Or enter promo code SHN when depositing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own NFL season.
At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of you Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.